0: HELLO EVERYBODY
1: TURN THIS UP IN MY HEADPHONES CHARLES TURNING IT UP mm. I CAN TELL YOU'RE GOING TO BRING IT TODAY CHARLES
0: <laughs> HELLO 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 EVERYBODY ONE AND ALL THANK YOU DYLAN AND WELCOME TO YET ANOTHER Very exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. My name is Charles, and with me today, as always, my lifelong friend and co-host, Dylan. I'm ready to talk some fantasy with my friend, Charles. I'm ready to talk some fantasy with my friend as well, Dylan, but not just any fantasy today. Because today we are talking about our favorite fathers in fantasy. Known as <laughs> yes, and it's <laughs> gonna translate in the audio format. <laughs> I think it There's will three F's. There's three F's, <laughs> and this is a response to yet another one of mm, Another brackets, F. another F. Friends, fantasy, Fantology favorites yeah. fathers it's all here bears beats battlestar galactica <laughs> <laughs> yes that's right for all you office fans out there yes but for all you out. fantasy fans out there mm. we're talking about fathers today you know in the spirit of father's day which is already happened at this point but it is the month of father's day and you don't just stop celebrating the, the fathers out there in the world and well that's what we're going to do today for the fantasy yeah. world, uh, we are taking a look at our submissions to our favorite father's bracket, and then we're going to maybe drop a few honorable mentions along the way. Sure. And um, yeah, I'm excited yeah. to get into it. Yes. And shout out to
1: Fantology Podcast. Hmm. They're awesome dudes. Uh, if you're listening to us, uh, you probably have come across them too, probably listening to them. So Definitely, if you are someone who has not yet, highly recommend checking out what those guys are doing over there. And I also recommend checking out these awesome polls that uh, they're running on Twitter. And if you want to check out the polls or even get involved in the polls, uh, you can give them a follow at phantology underscore books. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: a lot of awesome content going on over there. And you'll you'll see us uh, submitting entries to these and today uh, so yes thank you to phantology for your awesome twitter community engagement and for giving us ideas for <laughs> <episode> <laughs> yes. yes yes thank <laughs> we you for, for the that episode too. ideas
0: that's right we appreciate the inspiration for the content and definitely follow Phantology Underscore Books on Twitter. And I believe at the time this episode comes out, the contest will be nearing its end so you can still go and vote mm. on the winner. Uh, you can't vote for yes. us anymore. We've been eliminated. But, you know, that's how we it goes sometimes. We did our best. And we are very confident in our choices as well. <laughs> and so maybe we'll get a, a little redemption here um, pleading our case to, to, our own, to our own listeners. So... We're Let's always seeking not, redemption. We're always seeking redemption, and <laughs> we always try to uh, live honorably as well. I would say, Dylan. Oh, and well, you know who lived honorably, <laughs> Charles? No, who lived honorably? Ned Stark. Oh, from A Song of Ice and Fire and Game yes, of Thrones. of course, of course. Ned Stark from A Song of Ice and Fire by George R.R. Martin. Mm. Also played by Sean Bean on the show yes. a Game of Thrones on HBO. Terrific father figure. Obvious first choice for this contest. And I'm looking at the bracket now and I see a lot of uh, Ned Stark fans out there. Not too many. Uh, But I see like four uh, or five, five, which is kind of a lot. Mm. So big love for Ned and I can see why. We almost always, if not submit a Game of Thrones character, have an honorable (laughs) mention Game of Thrones character for these kinds of things because we are just huge Game of Thrones fans and those characters are absolutely incredible. Mm. And Ned Stark is no exception.
1: He definitely is not an exception here, Charles. My my favorite moment, probably, with Ned when it comes to his fathering is when, you know, this is all real early stuff. If you're you're one of the folks who haven't seen The Song of Nice and Fire, Game of Thrones, I don't This episode is spoiler free. Yes, it's spoiler spoiler free, free. but (laughs) yes, Charles, and I don't think you'll have a problem with the moment I'm talking about, which is... When Arya Stark, his youngest daughter, she, despite being a girl in this extremely patriarchal society that takes place in Game of Thrones and Song of Ice and Fire, she wants to learn how to fight with swords and he starts getting her sword lessons with Cereal (laughs) Pharrell. And it's a, I mean, those are just really fun scenes you get with Arya. And there's this like, I I always think of this show because it's just so vivid in my Memory, and that's, uh, and I think of the moment where Ned is kind of standing there watching her, and she has these moments with Ned where. he she's trying to express hey like i want to be this kind of person and ned as such a fantastic father despite being like well like i'm real honorable i care a lot about these societal rules but like i also want you to be who you are so he actually gets her sword lessons That that's always stuck out to me as a great ned fatherly moment yeah
0: that's a great moment and i think two of my fatherly moments that i love about ned stark the first being at the very very beginning and again even before that scene so it's not a spoiler mm. to say he has a famous quote that says uh he, he goes um he who passes the sentence should swing the sword yes. he's telling that, that to his sons and yes. like right before you know i'll say passing a sentence on somebody yes and and you can see later on in the show, deep, deep, deep into the show as we follow all these characters, you can see the influence that Ned Stark's fatherly mm. presence had on them throughout the entire show as they grow up. You know, the show is eight seasons long, right? So that's a long time to grow and develop as an individual. And you see how some of these characters are not necessarily defined by their father, but how they're behavior their sense of honor of duty of of trying to do the right thing it's kind of what makes the stark the heroes in a series that doesn't really have good guys and bad guys it's it's, yeah. it's these fatherly advice amongst other things that make you really want to root for Ned and his family and to watch his family try and live up to you know Ned's mm. own fatherly advice it, i mean how can you be like isn't that the best you can do as a father
1: i I agree, Charles. I mean, was Ned Stark completely perfect in every way? And, you know, of course not. No one is perfect, and mm-hmm. you can't expect that, but his, his wonderful care for his children, his efforts to always try to be a good person and support them and let them be who they are, definitely, like you said, shows through how his children show up and develop i definitely think you know his oldest son rob you see a lot of ways in which he uh, chose to try to emulate ned Mm -hmm. and be like him and his uh, in a lot of ways struggles to live up to you know you're gonna have this just the ned stark aura of so much honorable Ability? honorableness, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <Right>. honor <laughs> what, honor so much honor uh either way uh, yeah you you see that from him and and i also love his uh, he's got kind of this like steady honorable presence and then uh, he's got his wife uh, Catelyn, bringing that ferocity in a lot yes. of ways and yes. even though ned is the wolf born like to the stark clan uh and Catelyn is a Tully, which their sigil's a fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always felt like Catelyn brought that like wolfish uh, f- ferociousness to oh, balance out Ned's kind of like stolid, almost stoic
0: honor. And I, I just love oh, yeah. the,
1: them as a duo, and as a mother and a father to all those children.
0: Very well said. Yeah, and of course, Caitlin Stark made it onto our favorite mothers list yes. last month, and that's no coincidence. It's The family unit of the Starks is like the narrative focus of this show for so Mm -hmm. long and you just love these characters and it's the home that they create and the philosophies that they try to bestow not only on the kingdom but on their children. And I think watching that play out across eight seasons of television it is what makes them so good and being a father is a huge part of that and to me being a good father in fantasy is not just like being the son of the chosen one it's just being a good Hmm. dad which is teaching your kids to you know do the right thing or to own your actions or to you know like be realistic. Be practical. Like accept yeah, responsibility. Exactly. Well, I was thinking more winters coming. Like, <laughs> and, and I also was thinking like, you know, if you're passing the sentence, you should swing the sword. Like, own that. There's other families that maybe are quick to pass sentence and not swing the sword afterward. You'll have someone else swing the sword. Yes. So it, it it's those kinds of things that um, make the make the Stark family and make Ned as a father stand out so that's why i think we both we both picked him as a fatherly character because i'll say there's a character who's made it on this list quite a bit and again we're only four books into this series but we have tam al thor from wheel Mm. of time and he's not on our list and i think you know we have many books to go so we'll Mm -hmm. see but you've read all of them though charles i've read all i think that
1: i know it's been a while and you always back away from this in your in your Perrin Ibarra style, <laughs> yeah. Charles. You know, despite your despite all your heroism, you're like, oh, you know, whatever. Like you've read all of them, so I I want to
0: right right. I
1: mean, it's been a while,
0: but it's I, been a while. You gotta the, take care, Charles. You can. I've say gotta take. Think. I've gotta take. Um, I Perrin and the Starks actually have a lot in common, and I've mentioned that yeah. on our Wheel of Time episodes. But anyway, Tam, he's he's the son of of the of Rand who is the main character of the book. You mean right?
1: the, Rand is the son of him.
0: Yes, Rand is the son of Tam. <laughs> yes, thank you. And I mean he has moments but him being a being a father like that's literally who he is. He's the father of the main character. Yeah. He, like him actually being a father doesn't really have anything to do with the narrative so much whereas with mm. Ned Stark it's like him being a father is everything these characters like were the were his children were just in love with him and took all of his lessons to heart and even sometimes when they were challenged or rejected or accepted it was always something that was taken very seriously with his children mm. and to me that's what being a father is so big props to ned charles on that one <laughs> yes
1: yeah that's so insightful you have me really thinking about these two now and the way i'm thinking about it after what you said is this like everything in wheel of time sp- in just like every way possible kind of like spins around rand as that main character mm-hmm. and like you're saying it's like who is tam tam is relative to rand in right. every sense of that word right like mm-hmm. uh, and then you think of the narrative and story in Game of Thrones, and it's it starts with Ned as the clear main character, and everything kind of spins around him and his fatherly wisdom and influence on others. So, i I think that, yeah, I'm trying to echo this kind of sentiment that you're getting across there, Charles. Right. Of like Ned's fatherhood is. The driving force of the story in so many ways for right. Game of Thrones, right. and Rand is the driving force, and the stuff that moves around yes. him, and I, just so happens to this, be his father. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I think
0: what we're getting at is fatherhood is like a a, a theme and a narrative of ned stark whereas it's like a fact of tam (laughs) so
1: so it's like (laughs) hey he's all over the i i hope we don't get any you know we are enjoying wheel of time and we're yeah i mean he's an obvious choice because
0: he's so obviously like he's a famous father in fantasy but he like it doesn't drive the narrative as deeply or thematically as ned's fathery fatherly presence does in game of thrones and with the stark family so that's the only that's the difference to me it's like yeah like yeah. we have times a huge series tam is like one of the only characters that that you could say by name who is a dad at least in the beginning of wheel of time like how many father characters are there that we know in the first four books like not too many uh so it's interesting to see that he's the one that gets the lines and is the father and all that so yeah obvious choice but i don't know i think it goes a step further in Game of Thrones with Ned's character because he is raising all of these Stark children that go on to have all of these adventures. So um, where they where they go from from the beginning as a result of Ned's parenting is super fascinating. So that's why you have to pick Ned. Yeah, and we did. Well. We, we sure <laughs> For did. All the, yeah, we didn't win, but, <laughs> but we did. No, but a lot of the people that are still in it have... You know, I think I think the winning team is going to have an edit in it, but nothing's guaranteed. You think so? I th- okay. I think so. Um, the next character that we've picked, we might have been the only ones that submitted this one. I'm looking to double check, and it huh. looks to be so, which is That's interesting. Yeah, it's a bummer because this book just came out last month, swept the Twitter sphere by storm with its incredible book cover an incredible presence of author John Gwynn. And this is of course the shadow of the gods. And incredible book. Incredible book. We had the honor, the pleasure, the privilege of talking about this book with Sam Book in hand not too long ago. And then the episode before this one, we spoke with the brothers, Gwynn, John Gwynn's mm-hmm. children. So Which talk about, so much fun. Yeah, talk about like a fatherly <laughs> a presence, right? We get to talk to the author's children. So <laughs> uh, there's something in and, there.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll say uh, <laughs> based on how amazing... His children are that uh, John. John probably deserves a spot if we're allowed to pick authors for our top three. <laughs> focus, yeah, John. She, uh, the guy's done an amazing job. Yeah, I would put Papa Gwyn, Gwyn on are this awesome list. Guys. I'd, Papa <laughs> Gwyn. Yeah, no. That, and definitely check out the brothers Gwyn on if if you have. I mean, I'm sure a, a lot of our <laughs> listeners already have. Uh, they're doing awesome stuff over on their youtube channel too so they check out will it. and ed over there uh, but anyway yeah let's so, talk about thorkel I
0: mean, yes Thorkle. you said it thorkel so thorkel's not a pov character dylan he's not he is not he is a supporting character to our pov character orca and orca is one that I mean, I've gone down to say it's my favorite character in Shadow of the Gods. I know, Dylan, you've championed yeah. a few other characters in the series as well, but Orca and yeah. me... Orca might... Off.
1: Yeah. I like Elvar a lot, but right. I think it's a very like... It, the Her storyline appeals to me. I always think of Orca as kind of the like, character that's going to be most iconic from the Shadow yeah, of the Gods. You can yeah. see like... You can see
0: how maybe, you know, she's not... There's sure. other characters that appeal to your to your specific yes too. Yes. and that's awesome and I think and I that, love
1: Orca don't get Orca is a freaking amazing character yeah. I wish we'd read it in time to I wish we'd read Shadow of the Gods in time to have Orca on our favorite mothers from last oh, month because yeah I'm sure we, we definitely would have, put yeah.
0: her we would have put her on the list for sure if we had read the book yeah. in time because talk about how the theme of being a parent plays mm. into a character arc like Orca's arc is. Not all about her being a mom, but it's an important part. And it's interesting how that plays yeah. into her, her storyline. And again, this is spoiler free, so go read Shadow of the Gods by Jungwin. And But what's interesting is because we're talking about fathers today, and Thorkel is Orca's husband, and of course the father to Orca's child. And what I love about Thorkel, and we did talk about this in our Shadow of the Gods episode, but he is such mm. a good compliment to his wife yes. who is the pov character and the two of them together watching them make a home in this world that's very harsh and unforgiving and full of monsters mm-hmm. it, it's a really wholesome thing to see and it's some of the most hopeful like modern approaches of writing a family unit in fantasy that i've ever seen like you can read a, sh- uh, a story like game of thrones or like wheel of time and Families are very, like, you know, uh, hierarchical. They're, they're based on royalty, kind of. It's very formal. Some politicking going on, maybe. But somehow there's this intimate idea of the nuclear family that's portrayed in the beginning of Shadow of the Gods that I just really love. And watching thorkel and Orca go back and forth, talking about how do we raise our kid in this harsh world? Are we being too harsh? Are we being too soft? Like, And, and they have these debates, but it always comes from a place of, love and to me like that is being a father is learning to like co-parent with your wife even when you have disagreements and going to not going to bed angry and creating a happy yeah. home even when things are not doing well and if that's not what makes a favorite father in fantasy then I don't know what is doing
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's so well said Charles yeah that balance between those two and I was just I just grabbed my copy of the Shadow of Gods to uh, read little bit because you had me thinking about the first scene, so yeah.
0: Oh, Charles, you've got yours too. You just <laughs> always, always keep that within hands, always reach keep, it, on. It, in, always keep yeah. it in arms' reach. We're showing each other yeah. over Zoom our copies. Of yeah, shit, the so
1: <laughs> like, literally, when you think of that balance between or- Orca and Thorkel, the first thing that happened, literally, the first line, chapter one is. Uh, from orca saying it, the line is death is a part of life orca whispered into her son's ear <laughs> and it's like that's the kind of lesson you're getting from orca and then within yeah. the first they, it's like this hunting scene and i'm I, like part of what i'm trying to do is just like get people you know just read that first line and keep going yeah um <laughs> but uh, i I'd highly recommend if you haven't read the shadow of the gods yet and then within a few uh pages we have thorkel saying it was not your fault Uh, like the fell wolf startled them like when this hunting scene is going on and uh, you know it's a kiddo brecca brecca's a kid and he's learning stuff and he's literally got his mother whispering in his ear that like stuff about death and then he which is a very important lesson in the very uh, like messed Up in all the best ways, Mm -hmm. world in the Shadow of the Gods, where like monsters could come out at any moment, and it's just constant chaos and danger and conflict and this kind of stuff. And you need someone like Orca to teach those lessons, but you also need Thorkel coming in and saying, Hey, it's not your fault. It isn't when like all these sort of messed up things happen, and those kind of things are unavoidable. and Orca kind of teaches, hey, these things are going to happen. And Thorkel comes in and teaches, when they happen, it's not your fault, son. And that it's such a beautiful lesson. And that compliment that you bring up, the like, how those two complement each other to mm-hmm. raise a child is incredible. I just love Thorkel's grounded, oh, mindful, kind presence. And I, I do think of Orca and, and Thorkle in some ways is turning the dial up to 11 on what I was talking about with that balance between Ned and Catelyn,
0: mm-hmm. where it's
1: like uh, Ned is more stoic, more stolid, more kind of like not trying to take drastic actions and Catelyn's more rash, more, you know, she's not a fighter in the way Orca is, but she's more like rash and making quick, hastier decisions and fierce and you kind of, like, turn up the dial on both of those things uh, for each character in The Shadow of the Gods. Where Orca is freaking intense with her, like, wolfishness and ferocity and all this kind of stuff. And she's a fighter and a warrior, too. Mm-hmm. And Thorkell is, I think, even more kind of a, like, softy than Ned is. Uh,
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Like, yes. <laughs> like, Ned's heart, Like, Ned's hard but softy underneath and yeah. thorkel wears his soft like his his yeah. emotional vulnerability and stuff on his sleeve right yeah. exactly
0: i mean ned's always like winter's coming you gotta be prepared to yeah. swing the sword True. this that and that uh he'll sneak in a few fun moments here or there but like you said thorkel wears it on his sleeve and uh, it's such a stark contrast to what we see in stark the. Stark contrast, nailed it. Oh, thank you very much. It's, it's you w- <laughs> literally just made a
1: stark contrast when you contrasted <laughs> Thorkel from Ned. Thank you. <laughs> nailed it. Thank you. Listeners. That's the this kind of stuff you'll only get on FTF,
0: time. yeah. Very well said, guys. Look at the FDF Podcast one on Twitter. If you want to see this kind of banter, continue. No, follow at Twitter Charles sphere. underscore MC if you want that, that kind is of content. Charles underscore MC as well. <laughs> <laughs> Keep, like, guys, come on. We're out here making these kind of segs just for you. <laughs> this wordplay. This <laughs> fantasy wordplay. So in stark contrast to Ned Stark, we have uh, we're going back to Thorkel And look, there's a couple reasons why you could pick a, a character to submit to this bracket. You could submit them because they're one of your favorite characters who is a father. Or they can be a character that embodies like the theme of being a parent or being a father mm-hmm. incredibly well. And you know, Thorkell's a bit of both. He, for, I mean, he it, like his driving piece in the story is that he is a father and a husband. So yeah. you could also submit him for like a, a top husband in fantasy. He's like really good <laughs> at that. And he's also a good father. And that's because he's willing to wear some of those emotions on his sleeves. It's almost like he dares to do it. And, and Orca almost feels a bit of this... A reservation and like you know you, you could tell in the beginning you don't know what's going on with her but you could tell that she might be a little guarded for whatever reason her past is a bit mysterious but she does have her guard up quite a bit and I think that's why she just loves Thorkell so much and their love is very clear and apparent as well and Apparency than what I'm doing here and uh Nailed it, thank you and so um... Charles underscore MCF <laughs> on Twitter and I, I just love that so I thought that was a great entry uh, and yeah just a great father in fantasy yeah
1: and I guess some of it's like kind of shocking to me we're the only ones to put Thorkel but I guess some of what's happening is like the POV characters oftentimes are going to get a boost. Yeah, and there's a lot of classics in here. That very famous... I'm seeing, like, Arthur Weasley everywhere, uh, Tam all over the place, of course. Yeah,
0: Arthur Weasley kind of surprised me. There's not a lot of, like, fathers in Harry Potter, so he's, like, the most obvious choice in one of the biggest fantasy series ever. And he is a nice guy and a fun character, but, I mean, there's nothing about him being the parent of all the Weasley children that I thought was particularly uh, insightful. I just thought he was a funny guy because mm-hmm. he's a magical guy who's super interested yeah. in in muggle life, right? So he's like, what is the purpose of a rubber duck? You know, he's, he's like, <laughs> in a world where there's so much magic and whimsy, he's obsessed with pedestrian, yeah. non-magic life, which is kind of funny. But to me, that's where that kind of ends. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and Thorkel is like, is yeah. ing- I don't want to... Yeah. I, no, I like
1: you know, it. Charles, you'll have to hold up the Harry Potter end of this because I'm a big uh, Harry Potter People probably know by fan. now it's not my. Yeah, it's I'm not I'm a not bigger my Harry Potter fan than you, for sure. By and, quite
0: a bit. <laughs> and I do like to see, you know, there's moments where he stands up and is brave and will fight and things like that. And you cheer him for that. Like, you cheer the Weasley parents mm-hmm. on. Like I have no problem submitting um, Mrs. Weasley for best mother, and you know, I could, that was one of our yeah, honorable mentions. I convinced you
1: not to, but but
0: <laughs> I would have been happy to put her up there, and a lot yes. of people did. She was by far the most submitted, they did. and I can see that. Where it doesn't surprise me that Ned is kind of getting more billing than Arthur Weasley, but not by much, man. I'm not sure. It's close. So Arthur's
1: all over the place on this poll. He's everywhere. I'm, he's everywhere. I'm just looking. Yeah. Right? Yes. I mean, uh, probably more entries than not have Arthur Weasley. If not, it's like half. But, yeah.
0: Anyway. Yep, yeah. So, interesting. So, it's an interesting submission, but, you know, not the one that we picked. Because uh, the one that we picked yeah. is, is a we were, again, the only one that submitted this character which I kind of get, but I'm still kind of, you know, disappointed (laughs) because other people have submitted things from Saga in the past. It's rare, but it happens. Saga is like one of the most beloved modern comics in the game right now. So there, we do see Saga come up every once in a while, but we're the only ones that submitted Saga today. And of course, I mean, look, Saga fathers. Yes, it's Marco. Marco.
1: Yeah. I mean, Saga by Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples Staples is the illustrator. Yeah. Fantastic work. Incredible. Comics. We are talking. This is probably (laughs) reaching. It's so it's like we kind of do this thing, Charles, when characters start coming up (laughs) and these like favorite uh, top three challenge things Mm -hmm. where Saga is coming up all the time for us. Yeah. We submitted Saga a couple times.
0: yeah, we did Lion and, Cat. I remember. Yeah, we did. It's so interesting. We did Alana. We did Marco. Now, it's at least you know what's
1: guy? You know, I've been finding. I know why I want to get into Marco as a <laughs> character, but you, you know what I find kind of interesting is we don't end up picking Joe Abercrombie characters as frequently as I'd expect, and I think mm. it's because like they always fall out. They, like Abercrombie is such a unique like voice that he's like. He's not gonna play a straightforward like father that we're like, Well yeah, that makes me think of like the best father in fantasy. It's like, well, incredible characters, but they're also like there's so many layers. Yeah, like to I'm them. trying to think of
0: like what characters and... in First Law are fathers without spoiling anything and Oh, Charles, I've got an honorable mention. We can okay. mention after Marco. Uh, okay okay so let's get marco let's let's get marco Marco. let's talk about marco because like we always say when we bring up saga that it's like you know one of our favorite works of fiction hard stop and that remains true and we will read it just kind of waiting for it to get a little more relevant in popular culture again when they release that next volume which it made headlines like a year ago that they were working on it again so we'll see where that goes Maybe we'll just have to realize enough is enough and just start doing it. But for now I feel like a read along I, I
1: don't want to put I, the pressure on something like that, but I feel like a read along could be fun. Dude, I could no go anything, I could go
0: like page like, by page at the first yeah. volume of that. Probably wasn't like blatantly just sharing the book with everyone over there. But I don't know. I, I don't I, know, Charles. I'd
1: love to see you live stream that or something. That if we can get that figured thoughts. out by then.
0: I have many thoughts. Because you on, could show it on
1: the screen and yeah. talk about it. I mean, I love, yeah, like I love so
0: big, yeah. huge fan. You got me shine. into it. Yes, I did. I I've recommended yeah. it to as many people as I could possibly recommend it to. I have purchased it for people and given it as gifts. I've done Ooh. it all, and uh, yeah. everyone always likes it, and for a good reason because these characters are incredible, and it's around Alana and Marco and their child. Mm-hmm. Like the very first page is Alana giving birth, and Marco is there, yeah. right? So, and they're giving birth on like this dirty uh, uh, car garage, basically, but it's it's in space, so it's a spaceship mechanic shop, yeah. and um, the story just takes off from there. It's about a family trying to survive mm-hmm. in a harsh world. Sound familiar? Almost like Shadow of the that's Gods. That's every other pick.
1: That's, well, it's literally every other pick that we've had is, like, we always find out stuff <laughs> about our taste here, Charles, like, by the end of it, and I'm like, we picked a bunch of people who are these kind of, and I think Marco falls in this category in his own unique way, as do the other two characters we picked. Like, the more like, uh, I guess, like, I don't want to say more, like the less ferocious of the two, I would say, yeah. <laughs> in in just their general. Marco obviously has uh, some soldiering in his past and some but things. He, like, he likes to wear his emotions
0: on his sleeve. Yeah, you know? he's, he does. He's, he's vulnerable. He tries to walk away from, from violence. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's actually a big part of his arc. Um, but For sure. yeah, it's interesting because I can. I wonder if Chung-Gwen has read Saga because if he hasn't, I think he'd really like it because yeah, it follows a very stuff, yeah. similar family dynamic. And the fact that it focuses on family, it's such an honest portrayal of like these arguments, these nuclear arguments, these contained arguments that a fa- any family would have. And then you have these intergalactic conflicts that a fantasy, an epic fantasy series would have. So being able to go back and forth between the two makes saga so incredible. And a large part of that is the relationship between Alana and Marco is all over the place. They're like in crazy love. Mm. One moment they're having arguments. The next they're, you know, they're, they're taking breaks. They're coming together. They're doing all this stuff Mm. and, and they're worried about their child and they're trying to plan for the future. And this world is just doing everything it can to, to keep them down and to watch like the only reason they're struggling and persevering is because of, their relationship as a couple and also as parents. And I think it comes back to just that, you know, that, that love for your family and trying to do right mm. by them and imparting some of that into your child, into your partner, into your family. it it is so powerful and Marco does that in spades and saga. So, I mean, we had to put him on the list. I I recognized he wasn't going to be as popular as Arthur Weasley, but you know (laughs) what? He had to come on here because he embodies that fatherly spirit so well throughout the story. And I, I
1: know I was a worse offender than you in this, Charles, but I do want to say it's cool. If you if people like Arthur Weasley, it's, you know, oh, y'all you know, yeah. you know, can like who you like and all that kind of stuff. We don't want to crap on. And I know I was I was worse than you, Charles. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, and Tam and all that. I all did good. take a but jab me, at Marco, Arthur Weasley yeah. there, but I
0: do I, I did also yeah, yeah. explain why Arthur Weasley, I like him. So I feel like yes. I'm a bit valid. No, you did there. better <laughs> than me. No, you did better than me with it, you know. But I, 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 I did take but, an actual shot at him though which you didn't do but <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay. well, anyway let's
1: <laughs> let's talk a little Marco and I think that uh, some of the just beauty of Marco as a character and this family like you said Charles is somehow in saga uh, Brian K. Vaughn and Staples are able to depict this thing that should be so unrelatable to, they'll say, star-crossed lovers who have gotten caught in the middle of an intergalactic war basically Mm -hmm. between these two... Do they call them races in that, Charles? Yeah, I I think so. I mean, yeah. yeah, There's
0: the ones with the wings and the one with the horns.
1: Yeah. Yes. And they have this child together that can almost be a symbol of something that neither side is particularly interested in happening. Like both sides are kind of invested in this war between this intergalactic war. And it's like somehow something as big as that is brought all the way down to this like ridiculously relatable relationship between two people. And I The way I see it, other folks might have a different read on the series. The way I see it is like two people genuinely trying their best Mm -hmm. to make a relationship work despite all of the challenges. And I think both have this deep sense of support and care and love for each other and their family, their daughter. And it's like to watch two people so relatably struggle with things that are so tremendously like scary beyond anything that we could ever imagine really dealing with in our own lives it's like it's inspiring honestly yeah. from like a relationship perspective that to watch these two continue to support and care while there are countless just worlds that want them dead and if those two Marco can bring that just wonderful care and support and vulnerability that he shows and so does alana we talked about alana on our favorite mothers who can hear us yes uh, yeah talk about her but yeah those two can bring that despite these intergalactic threats it does it's inspiring it really is that like yeah. folks folks like you and i charles out in this world <laughs> yeah. maybe we can deal with some of the harsh stuff out there too
0: yeah it is inspiring and it is incredibly relatable somehow like kudos to brian cavon and fiona staples for making that happen and i think a large part of the success of that is alana and marco are not perfect individuals they weren't born out of prophecy they aren't of noble birth they uh are by no means prepared to be a couple let alone parents Uh, by the time they were kind of thrust into this situation and then to watch them handle all the struggles that come with that or struggles that so many couples and, and, and young parents uh, or like yeah. when I say young parents, I mean parents of like new parents uh, yeah. face these similar challenges all the time. And to watch them like fumble through it and just try mm-hmm. and compromise it, it, is magical and it increases the stakes when we do pan out into this wider conflict it's like oh snap they're trying to get these people needs to be trying to get those people and it gets so complicated and convoluted and and the the action and the violence are so engaging but it, it again it all comes to, it comes down to family dylan and that's what does. makes and- marco stand out as a father in fantasy
1: for sure charles that's so well said and i think of times too where marco has to play more of the primary caretaker role and you don't see a ton of that from fathers in fantasy i feel like that's right there was a time where alana the breadwinner yeah (laughs) because they had an awesome conversation about we
0: need to get jobs like how are we gonna raise this kid which is like a hilarious (laughs) thing to think about in In the middle of an intergalactic war yeah exactly (laughs) and so then alana gets a job and marco uh, raises the child and it's super interesting to see that unfold and then there's some you know interpersonal drama around that too which is really interesting Mm -hmm. and yeah it's it's great and it's so true and i i think that breathes a lot of life into marco as a character and right yeah it's it's really awesome and then of course there's so many other things going on with marco beyond him being a parent that i just love yeah and some are we kind we of spoilery into. yeah we yeah, don't need to get into of, it yeah. but but i mean we've said a lot already and just go read saga if you haven't already go read out of the gods if you haven't already do go read if you haven't read game of thrones i don't know what to do go check that out for sure <laughs> <Charles>. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny because like that's what started it all for us so uh, yeah, definitely. Well, you reading. know,
1: we started a fantasy podcast before I'd even read Lord of the Rings. So I want to be charitable <laughs> <laughs> to folks that haven't read some classics. But uh, yeah, it's uh... anyway. Point being, Charles, shall we Shall we get into the honorable mentions? Do you, I mean, do you yeah, have any of that come we, to mind?
0: We already talked about Tam and we already talked about um, we already talked about Tam and we already talked about Arthur Weasley. I know you were teasing one earlier. I want to hear who that yeah. is.
1: Well, we're talking about Joe Abercrombie, and I think our Joe Abercrombie fans will appreciate Logan's father, who never Uh. appears on the page, but is responsible for Logan's axioms about like uh, you have to be realistic about these things which we were talking about earlier. Mm. Uh, Never have too many
0: knives.
1: (laughs) Yes. Once you've got a task to do better to do it than live with the fear of it. All of these. Yeah. Never have too many knives another great one. It's like Logan's character so much of his like what makes him such an interesting character and a character that I said way back on one of our first episodes ever, I said, "Change my life with some of these. Like that once you've got to ask New Bear to do it, then live with the fear of it. Advice I've always tried to take in my day-to-day uh, life in ways that are hopefully helpful. I know uh, Logan, you know, from the from the start has a bloody past, so we can speculate on how helpful it's always been for him. But that being said, Logan's character is so defined by these like, simple wisdoms that are like very deep and intelligent in their own ways. And so many of those are life lessons that his father tried to pass down to him. So for a character that never even appeared on the page, he has had such a, an incredible inf or incredible. You can speculate on, but a um, (laughs) strong, like influential influence for lack of a better way of phrasing it on a character that, I mean, if we just did top characters in fantasy, Charles, um, I guess you and I would have to decide if we wanted to do Glockter or Logan, uh, Mm. because we probably wouldn't want to include multiple First Law characters, and those two are so... But yeah, Logan, for me, when we recorded that first ever uh, like favorite characters in fantasy... Uh, episode back, like second episode or whatever we did uh, for FTF, I was talking about Logan, and so much of what I was talking about was passed down to him from his father. Charles, yes so yes that's yeah.
0: true that's a fun one because i was trying to think of like what fathers are there in the first law you know i, I see yeah. someone on this list listed a character that to me i didn't you know could be considered a spoiler because uh, <laughs> <I don't remember, laughs> but it's Charles, okay. still catching
1: up on joe abercrombie's work and <laughs> now
0: speculating on something hey, i'm pretty uh, darn far okay i'm only like a two years behind <laughs> so and i used to be <laughs> way longer so um, i know no i'm pumped you're getting there I'm so a- so yeah, I don't want to name it on here to keep things spoiler free, yeah. but the yeah. premise of that is an interesting one. And again, I don't think it's a, like, for what I can read, it's not, not really, it's not. It's I'm not, not a upset. Bad yeah, I'm not upset or no, anything. No, no, just no. Just, I, like, yeah, it's not worth it's, it.
1: you'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine, Charles. We just don't want to say it. But I think knowing you, this is
0: not. A spoiler. right no not i'm not i'm not worried either uh someone listed yeah. uncle iroh which i think is a great pick and i believe yeah i believe this individual still in the competition too i think they're gonna go all the way honestly uh that's th- camel thor Ned's ned stark, stark and, and uncle iroh, iroh. that's a, a pretty... strong <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you're in to win it when you list that's... those three characters yeah. you know so uh great picks you know i uncle iroh is my favorite character in avatar for a lot yeah. of reasons and he was in my he may have been in my favorite character he was way way back yeah that's funny so, yeah he was so yeah uncle iroh big pro i didn't even consider putting uncle iroh on the list but it makes tons of sense i'm happy with the ones we have and i don't think i changed them but that would have been a great yeah. one to submit and i'm glad someone did Uh, I see Mr. Incredible on here, which I find hilarious. But then the more I think about it, I'm like, okay, it's actually a good pick, too.
1: (laughs) Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. I I had the same exact reaction where I was like, I don't usually think of, like, superhero movies as fantasy, but, like, you know, I think it's totally fair, too. And Mr. Incredible is a fantastic father. And those are great movies.
0: Yeah, those are great movies. I just love it. It It's like, math is math. You know, he's pointing at the thing. (laughs) And you're like, yeah, okay, this guy can lift cars. (laughs) And he's trying to teach math to his child. Yeah, so that's, you know, that's a lot of fun. And that's another character where they had like the, you know, he took on the caretaker role in Incredibles too. So that was Mm. um, an interesting one to explore as well. Um, it's got me thinking of, like, you know, Uncle Ben from Spider-Man, classic father figure there, passing down isms to their heirs, you know, so... Oh, Charles. (laughs) I've got one that could be a
1: Star Wars spoiler. (laughs) It's the most obvious one. I I don't want to say it even though it's, like, literally, like, I feel like it's not a spoiler at this point. it's interesting. You know what I'm saying.
0: You're going to really put... And no one
1: picked... No one picked that person.
0: Yeah, that's actually true. You'd think... Isn't that kind of shocking? It is kind of shocking. Yeah man yeah maybe on my uh, on the Roger Roger podcast we'll next time
1: <laughs> check out Roger Roger podcast that's Charles and Star Wars fan? yeah or, what do you hard and,
0: hard and if you're a fan of all these this clever wordplay I've been dropping throughout the day guys i mean do we all remember when i said stark contrast <laughs> earlier <laughs> in the episode guys uh i mean if, come on if you like that and you like Star yeah. Wars I'm not gonna Roger, And you Roger dislike
1: it. me? <laughs> yeah. that, is, that is the magic
0: If you're like Man, I wish I that could is hear the magic- this guy Talk to someone else For a change <laughs> I love that No, then, well, he does talk Yeah
1: He does talk to our wonderful then Then we got a show for you Derek. Yeah Yeah, yeah. That's like the main pitch is <laughs> Charles talking and you don't have to listen to Dylan at all. Um, and it's also about uh, Star Wars. Um, well, we got to so, have you on one of these
0: it, days. But yes. yes so yes, anyway, definitely. we would have definitely submitted can, that character. Can I?
1: I s- yes. Can I tell them where to follow on Twitter? Ro- at Roger Roger pod. Oh, and, thank you. Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's it. Roger, Roger, a Star Wars podcast. If you're a Star Wars fan, really do highly check it out. Uh, Charles and mm-hmm. Derek are, when you're not doing like Bad Batch, which I haven't been watching, I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I get in there, I listen, and uh, you guys are doing <laughs> awesome stuff. I'm, I'm really you, enjoying thank it. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Yeah, we're, and, we're very new, so yeah. things are learning yeah, as we're going. But yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't want to Der- uh, Derek, Derek is, is taking well to start. Yes. And another He's lifelong friend we've known all. You Know we've known each other for the same amount of time, all three of us. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's some more wonderful chemistry over there. But, yes, we've got a plenty of wonderful chemistry going on over here right now, talking Nailed about it. all of oh, nice these seg. fathers. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we've done it all, so many honorable mentions. Uh, this was a fun one, love talking about. Game of Thrones and Saga and some new stuff like Shadow of the Gods. It's it's great and uh, I couldn't think of a better place to do it than on the podcast that I have with my lifelong friend and co-host Dylan.
1: Couldn't have said better myself, <laughs> Charles. Always a pleasure to talk about anything with you, Charles. Ah, definitely yes. fantasy. Definitely f- favorite fathers in fantasy. <laughs> From for Phantology. Phantology poll. <laughs> all those Fs floating around and uh, the biggest... Oh, God. I want to finish. <laughs> we all... We got, we got it. <laughs> and when I think about the letter F, what comes up for me is my lifelong friend, Charles, and uh, our yeah. fun pursuit of friends talking fantasy. Let's keep mm. this... Fun in Charles, but I and we will. Jesus is a Wednesday episode, yeah. so we'll <laughs> we'll keep we'll keep the fun going soon, and uh, yeah, we'll.
0: Yeah, we've uh, got the re-release Friday the... going on this summer, yes, we guys. Do. We get to bring back, dust off some of the older episodes, and that's been a lot of fun to go back. And you mm. know, originally they were kind of cringy. I'm not going to lie to see to listen to some of those old, old, old episodes, Ugh. but yes, I- I've come to like it now. I'm glad we're doing it because it's like exposure. I don't listen almost. to them. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm just trusting the process. I'm like, uh, uh, I mean, I've heard them uh when we when we talk that's <laughs> we right. did do name of the wind which is one of my favorite episodes uh, yeah I that one had, had to be the that. first one people yeah
0: that's one of our hallmarks. it's episodes. our most
1: downloaded of all time i mean i don't, yeah. I don't know if it, our listeners care about me saying that but
0: it was <laughs> at one point uh i'm not sure if those numbers have changed since we, we've grown so much but right. um that's what it was for the longest time and yeah so we've got more coming we have to figure out what we're gonna do on friday but rest assured it's gonna be a class like that you're not gonna to want to miss so tune in for no that man. guys and dylan i don't think there's anything left for us to do but play that sweet sweet outro let's music
1: let's get that sweet sweet outro music pumping
0: charles all right here we go thank you everyone one and all for listening to yet another very exciting episode of the friends talking fantasy podcast this has been your co-hosts charles and dylan coming at you today with our favorite fathers in fantasy from the fantology poll if you like what you heard today check us out over on twitter at the ftf podcast with a number one at the end and we're also on instagram at the ftf podcast now dylan if they like what they heard today and they want to support the show even further and they just so happen to be listening on apple podcasts what can they do Cost 5 stars to our podcast. Just find
1: that Friends Talking Fantasy page on the Apple Podcast app. Scroll down past all those episodes until you start seeing stars. Once you're seeing stars, the optimal number of stars to click in order to support the show would be... Five of them. That's another F for you. Mm, and, mm, there you go. <laughs> yes, if you, have, <laughs> if you have a little bit of extra time, then writing a review is extremely helpful for podcasts like ours. But just listening
0: is more than enough. Thank you so much for doing that. Guys, just listening, thank you so much. We greatly appreciate you checking out our show. It means a lot that you would listen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And as always, go forth and conquer, friends.